down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, read. Do you write lefty? Yeah, I can do both. Wait, so when you put a ball in your left hand, how does it feel now? Natural. No, when you watch him play, I Are you ambidextrous? Makes sense. Yeah, just both sides of my brain are unlocked if you ask me. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. This actually marks our 50th pod, so... Um, you know, it's been a long run for those of you that have been with us since the beginning or have joined along the way. We thank you. Uh, we're going to hopefully continue to put out some good content for you all. Please um, feel free if you enjoy the podcast to recommend it to your friends. And uh, for those that are interested in coming on and giving us your take, uh, definitely reach out to us and um, hopefully we can bring you on the pod. To continue our off-season series today, we'll be talking about the Boston Celtics. And we'd originally wanted to talk about the Celtics earlier in the off-season, but had held off because of some speculation. Um, you know, the big news being that the Celtics were willing to offer Jalen Brown in exchange for Kevin Durant. And now that we know that Kevin Durant is committed to the New Jersey Nets, we can sort of move on. Um, you know, we have to think about future implications for Jalen Brown. Um, for when he's closer to free agency, whether he wants to stay with Boston or not, now that he's been in trade rumors for quite a while. But for the upcoming year, uh, we expect Jalen Brown to be on the team. Um, just to recap the Celtics year, they obviously had a fantastic year. You know, they completed the regular season uh, as a second best team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they had the... Brooklyn Nets in the first round and you know people thought it was going to be a competitive series but of course uh, Boston was able to finish the sweep the only sweep in uh, pretty much the whole playoffs and that's uh, sort of what was I think necessary for Boston you know seeing some playoff success against some veteran teams they've they've been there they've always gotten close the next round they had the Milwaukee Bucks now this was probably the hardest test for them um Bucks had been there, were the reigning champions. A lot of people had the Bucks winning it all again this year. Uh, and Boston, you know, held their own. Uh, the series ended up being a little bit more competitive than it needed to be, but Boston ended up winning 4-3. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, if Chris Middleton was there, then Milwaukee would have won the series. But, you know, that's the NBA. Injuries happen. And um, as much as the Bucks fans want to lament about it, Boston Celtics got the job done. Um then in the next round, they played Miami Heat. And similarly, I think the series was a lot closer. And obviously, Jimmy Butler had an opportunity to close the game out in Game 7. And his three-point shot didn't fall. People will question whether that was the right shot to take. Um, but again, Boston got it done. They they won the series 4-3. And then they had the toughest test of the, the playoffs, in my opinion. They played the Warriors. This team that, you know, had, in, had, had a long history of a lot of success. Um but had had injuries in the recent uh, recent history. They'd sort of been together. Clay Thompson was back. It was that feel-good Golden State vibes again. And um, Boston came out swinging early in the series. It seemed like it was going to be a cruise. Boston was going to win the series. And of course, the whole Draymond situation uh, in the first couple of games, getting benched ultimately, I think, in Game 3. Um, Steph playing out of his mind to help the Warriors win one of the early games. And um, the Warriors won. Uh, 
but let's let's just say that this is this was amazing for Boston. They're still a young team. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown showed that they could do it at the highest stage. Now, um, Jason Tatum didn't necessarily have the best playoffs, particularly the finals, but we also found out afterwards that he was dealing with a hand injury, and so uh, the future for Boston is bright. The future for Boston is bright, and. Boston could have come into this offseason really done nothing and you know they were still a team that everyone is going to see at the very top of the Eastern Conference but that's not what they did they said you know we have areas for improvement particularly uh you know in our guard spot and they went out and they made some deals and got things done I think the biggest uh most impactful deals that they got done was bringing in some veteran presence some shooting as well as um you know some some guard presence and so as soon as the offseason started they signed Danilo Gallinari two years 13.3 million dollars um and I really like that move of course it's unfortunate later later in the offseason Gallo uh ended up tearing his uh ACL and so is going to be out, most likely out for most if not all of the season and so that really kind of stinks I think he would have been a good addition to the Celtics, particularly in the regular season now, I could see him having been played off the court because of his defensive liabilities, but he's a good scorer. He could take off some pressure from J- J- Jalen and Jason in the regular season from having to do all of the scoring. Um, so really the big impactful deal now, sans uh, Danilo Gallinari, was getting this deal done that they did to acquire Malcolm Brogdon. They got Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers. They traded away... Aaron Neesmith, Daniel Tice, Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, Juwan Morgan, and the 2023 first round pick. And I think this was the right move. Uh, Indiana is sort of in the rebuilding phase. And we talked about that on the the Indiana pod. If you guys are interested, you know, um, look that up. But the Celtics needed to get some more, you know, ball guard presence. I think that one thing that we saw in the playoffs is the ball got pretty stagnant between Jason and Jay. and Jalen and so I think having Malcolm Brogdon there a two-way player is really really helpful the big thing will be can Malcolm stay healthy um he's been injured quite a bit um pretty much since he came into the NBA but he's also a really talented player two ways and I think he'll fit the Boston culture really well uh you know Boston finished as a top 10 offensive team but most importantly they were uh top two defensively with Golden State Warriors and so uh, they wanted to. They want to continue that presence of you know uh, being one of the best defensive teams, and they already kind of have that. You know, Jason and Jalen are great two-way players. Marcus Smart, obviously, the defensive uh, player of the year, and uh, and um, Robert Williams is an amazing you know presence both in the paint, but also the versatility that he has to step out and guard guard a guard for a couple of plays. And I think Malcolm Brogdon is only going to add to that. Some of the other offseason uh moves that happened uh they re-signed sam hauser uh to a uh three years uh five and a half million dollar deal and luke cornett to a two years um four and a half million dollar deal now those guys probably won't play the play on the court too much but are definitely uh valuable to add to the depth particularly in the regular season the real, the real big players on this team, um, you know, that need to continue to stay healthy, and that they kept 
Grant Williams, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Derek White, Marcus Smart, and um, and Robert Williams. I mean, that's going to be the cornerstone of their team, plus or minus Peyton, uh, Peyton Pritchard. And I think this team is all the makings of you know a perennial Eastern Conference juggernaut. They're young. Uh, many many of their guys like Jason and Jalen are only entering their prime. I'm actually a little bit glad that they didn't acquire Kevin Durant. And that's not to say Kevin Durant wouldn't have elevated this team, but I think there's this this team had really great chemistry throughout the season. They played for each other. Getting KD would have meant probably losing Jalen Brown, maybe Marcus Smart, maybe Derek White. I don't know exactly what it was going to take to get that deal done. But I, I, I think, you know, Although I would have loved to see a Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant pairing, I think that this team has everything they already need and experience is what they was they were lacking and they got that this offseason. Uh they got this last final. So I think the Celtics will probably um you know finish one through three in the regular season and they may not have to, you know, they don't have anything to prove in the regular season anymore. I don't think that they need to try to win every regular season game they already have chemistry they have continuity i think the most important thing is making sure they enter the playoffs healthy uh I'm, you know i'm particularly looking at someone like al horford who's who's getting up there in age um and also someone like robert williams who's who this whole off season was dealing with uh lower leg injuries and so um my guess would be top three in the eastern conference probably one of the true Eastern Conference teams that I think are legitimate contenders, uh, putting them up there, you know, with a couple of other teams that we'll discuss. But um, I think the issue that's going to come up is, you know, now it's championship or bust for them. And so every year is going to be championship or bust. Will How will Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, what will they learn from last year's finals? How will they come into the season? And then, you know, is the team going to have any sort of lull period after, you know, the, the final, losing the finals? Are they going to have any kind of hangover? Jury's still out. I think adding Malcolm Brogdon was a really big plus. And, you know, I think the other big plus was keeping the team together and not trading for someone like Kevin Durant. Um, not really any minuses. I think the guys that they sent off in the deal to get Brogdon was, um, made sense. Uh, and obviously... It's unfortunate that Gallinari got hurt, but I think he was a good acquisition as well. That's really all I got for today. Um, Boston Celtics, we'll, we'll be hearing and seeing a lot of them, and I'm excited to see, you know, uh, being a Knicks fan, it's always tough to see Boston success, but I like how the young guys play, and I'm excited to see um, if they can complete the championship run this year. We'll see you guys next time. I want to thank our producer, Sandeep. Without him, this podcast would not be possible. If you want to get the latest news on the podcast and to support us, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BSJPod and check out our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thanks for tuning in.